and he's ready to go. Noodle on his left, chess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. What is going on, Bakers? Welcome back to Wake and Jake. Myself, Jake, B, B, D on the ones and twos. And I had a night. Uh, If you don't know, I can tell you. If you're listening to this, you probably know. Uh, Went to the Yankees-Pirates game on Tuesday, September 20th. Uh, to hopefully see Aaron Judge hit his 60th home run, or 61st, or 62nd. He's Aaron Judge. He's insane right now. It was a sad night. It was a sad night for a little bit. Um, actually, it was back and forth. Uh, you know, Yankees took a lead. Pirates took it back. It was a tied game. Yankees-Pirates. Pirates stank. Harrison Bader making his Yankees debut. He played really well. Three RBI game. Uh, Some nice base running. Caught the ball in center field. Contact. Everything Yankee fans have been looking for. Uh, And it's 4-4. And it's like, all right. You know, so we're probably not catching a judge, Homer. That is what it is. You know, he can't Homer every game, right? No way. Bottom of the eighth. Some soft contact from Johnny Luizaga. They put in Clay Holmes. He's been struggling for the Yankees. One of the better first halves of baseball I've seen from a relief pitcher. CRA was sitting at .4. 0.4. For the past couple months, Clay Holmes has not been good. And I think Yankee fans need to come to that realization a little bit more than we have. It's kind of becoming square peg round hole recently. He gives up a three-run home run after the Pirates had taken a 5-4 lead. It is to 8-4 at the stadium. It's a Tuesday night. Yankees-Pirates, they take an 8-4 lead. Yankees come up, bottom of the eighth, nothing. Nada. Go down 1-2-3, actually. I know that. Because I had a little bit of hope. Because the Yankees have Aaron Judge being a, having a special season unmatched or only matched by guys named Ruth, Bonds, or Williams. The pantheon of best hitters ever in baseball. You can't mention best hitters in baseball without mentioning Ruth, Bonds, and Williams. So, I saw the bottom of the lineup. It was Bader... I think Trevino, IKF Trevino. And I was like, all right, Bader's having a day. Maybe he does something. I like Trevino, IKF. You know he's going to put it on the ground. Will it find a hole or not? One, two, three. Eh. Okay. I'm not crazy optimistic uh, after that point. You've got one shot to score 
What'll hopefully be four runs, Araldis Chapman comes in the game. He's been a mess. He does his thing. Fine. Good. Cool. Thanks, Chappie. Maybe you'll be a part of this season. I have no idea. So there's one other perk to Aaron Judge, and it's why the Yankees have now moved him to the leadoff spot, is that pitching to him is a fool's errand. But if he's leading off, to give up a leadoff walk is also a fool's errand. Whether it's starting a baseball game or it's ending a baseball game. So Aaron Judge comes up. The crowd's getting a little rowdy, right? Uh, I'd say a chunk of the crowd cleared out, maybe a third of the crowd. And something that I learned during the COVID season, and maybe you guys have learned it with your teams as well, Yankee Stadium doesn't get as loud as I assume it does with a packed house in the playoffs. We're going to find out soon. With everybody yelling and just raucous and crazy, I assume it gets louder. But, Jakey Science, when the crowd thins out a little bit, there's more of like an echo, a ringing, because there's less people in the seats. So the noise bounces off the seats and comes back. Audio Science with Jake. That's what this whole show is. It starts getting pretty loud. So the count to judge goes three and one. And the, when it, I, so this was a cool moment. So strike looking first pitch and you go, ah, yeah. Already your odds go down that much. Ball two, okay, everyone claps, right? You do that when a batter, you know, you took a pitch. Good eye. It goes to two and one. The crowd started booing Crow. For not throwing a strikes. Will Crow, Pittsburgh reliever. Uh, believe he was in part of a Nationals trade. Who did they get? Josh Bell. Yeah. Josh Bell. How about that? 2-1, um, play starts booing. 3-1, play starts really booing. You're really going to do this to us in a four-run game? We stayed here to see this guy. You're not going to pitch to him? Sinker down the dick. Judgy puts a charge into it. And it's one of those things, I think sometimes people, A, watching baseball on TV and in person are similarly as good. I think football is best on TV, depending where you're sitting. But most of the time, football is best on TV. Baseball... Kind of equal. Like, you're, you're going to miss some pitches and things like that, but they're, seeing they're the whole field and... Uh, they're different experiences, but they're kind of equal. I mean, obviously, anytime there's a good game in person adds another effect, and I'm going to get there in a minute. Hockey, <laughs> it's hockey's biggest struggle, right? Uh, In-person hockey is as bad as, as it gets. TV hockey just ain't. Um, and I wonder if we get some development developments on that in in more years with better technology maybe we get get some cameras closer to the ice or something maybe you get that that nhl video game camera mode going people would like that more if you get a camera over the ice following the action i don't know hockey let me know sound off in the comments judge swings and he hits it and you hear the crack of the bat which by the way that can't be replicated better than in person and you just don't know it wasn't it wasn't a high moonshot. 
And if I'm being completely honest, there was a surrealism that he hit it. Like, how could, in the ninth inning, the guy who's now essentially acting as your closer come in to face Aaron Judge and know the one thing you can't let this guy do? Will Crow's only job was to not give up a home run to Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge on the other side, he won't tell you this, his goal was to hit a home run. Everyone in the building was there to see him hit a home run. Yankee fans had half given up on the game. There's always a chance in baseball. And especially what I said about Judge being so good, and if you get a leadoff walk, does that lead to a two-run homer? Then the vibes change. He cracked it. I didn't know if it would go. And then it was almost, it went from surreal, like, oh my God, how could this guy be this good in doing this, to almost laughing at myself for not believing in him at this point. He hits a home run, 430 feet, number 60. He comes out for the curtain call. That was pretty cool. I think everyone was wondering if they were going to do that because it was a losing game. But... It's 6-0 in the homer column. Ruth, dude. The babe. Baby Ruth. Colossus of clout. Sultan of swat. So he comes out for the current call. Rightfully so. Both teams read it. The crowd was asking for it. And so it's cool, right? Like, all right. Judgey hit his home run. I think Yankee fans would have easily shaken that deal with the devil. Hey, We'll still lose this game, but if Judge gets number 60 here, sign me up. Rizzo. Five-pitch double. Glaber Torres. Five-pitch walk. Josh Donaldson. Bloops one in there. Bases loaded for Giancarlo Stanton. And man, you want to talk about some beautiful, just... If you really want to get poetic, poetic about it, Giancarlo Stanton has been in a bad way recently at the plate. A bad way. His batting average on the year is 210. He's not that guy. He's not even close to being that guy. Giancarlo Stanton was having a good year. Uh, through into June, he had an OPS of 860. Um, he got hurt. And I'm, I'm going to look for the best way to chop up the numbers for you guys. I guess coming into last night, 36 games. So there's some injury time in here. But July 2nd to September 28th. So July, August, midway through September. Two and a half months. This had been Giancarlo Stanton. 143 batting average. A 225 on base. A 540 OPS. A 316 slugging. That is IKF. Slugging-wise, not the other numbers, who had zero home runs for the majority of this season. That's what Giancarlo Stanton had been doing. Giancarlo Stanton, lest we forget, has a season of 59 home runs in the tank. And I don't think he was thinking it. I don't think he really cares. I think the writing's been on the wall for a little bit that Judge is going to get to 60 
if not closer to 70. But Giancarlo Stanton probably likes his spot in the record books. Like we've talked about with the PED guys, Giancarlo Stanton is the, the closest we've been to the record of anyone. When you take out the PED guys, like, like anyone. Let me single season home run records. Um, you know, Sosa, McGuire, Bonds, Maris, Ruth, it's Stanton. After him, you're looking at like an 06 Ryan Howard who hit 58. And that's a, that one counts. Yeah. From all, for all intents and purposes, there's no funny business there. We know with Ryan Howard, he's got a really interesting career of his own. He had 58. Giancarlo Stanton, if you take out the PED guys, He's the one with Ruth and 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 Maris, Jimmy Fox, Greenberg. No one else was there. A lot of guys in black and white. Judge just passed him. 60. 59 to 60. Stanton's got that in the bag. And he's been in a horrific slump. Is he healthy? Is he like broken? Is the question us Yankee fans are asking ourselves because he'd look so bad. It's like, he's got to be hurt. This guy can't look like this. I've seen a lot of Stan. I've seen Stan slump before. And, like, when he looks bad, like, yeah, he, he's capable of looking like he doesn't know what baseball is, but, like, it, this was particular. It doesn't look good, and it's two and a half months. I've seen Stan look bad for two and a half weeks. Yeah, everyone has a slump at some point in the year besides this, this version of Aaron Judge. But. He gets hot and cold. Sure, a lot of guys do. But Stanton, you know, recent Talking Yanks conversations were like, is DJ LeMahieu going to come back and almost take the DH spot from Stanton? And will he be like a pinch hit or figure it out some other way? I don't know. We were hitting that point. We were getting ready to have to think about it. He hits a walk-off Grand Slam in Stantonian fashion. Uh, kind of a signature line drive homer of sorts from him. Walk-off Grand Slam, down three. Uh, I think it's the, the fourth time in Yankees history that's happened. Ironically, and where baseball is a sixth sport, one of those three times was earlier this year. Josh Donaldson against the Rays, his little blooper to right field that got out. Uh, before that was Giambi, and then I think there's an old-timer. might be Ruth or someone like that. Our guy James Smythe had tweeted out. But there's some beauty in there, man, that like Stanton and Judge, these two larger-than-life figures literally, never mind being Yankee superstars and guys that are going to collect over $300 million, and guys that I wonder when the DVD comes out what they say about each other. Because in everything we've seen, they're buddies. They smile. They have a good time. It's genuine. It's not, there's nothing through gritted teeth. At the same time, Talking Yanks has been built upon, you know, who these guys are and their personalities and their relationships. Like, we know Glaber and Andujar are buddies. Like, guys, Sevy, um, you know, even going Sevy and Tanaka. I mean, the starting pitchers. Uh, Rizzo and Judge this year. Yeah. My goodness. The thickest thieves. 
hard to see them separated from each other in the dugout. There's never out out to dinners, whatever. whatever never. Uh, you know, DJ LeMahieu, pretty unique guy, but like we we know him for that. Judge and Stanton, I have no idea. I have no idea. I wonder if in 20 years we find out that there was some whatever to them. Or if it's just they're both larger than life. Judge keeps his stuff so private. Or at least he will until he gets this contract. Because that's one of the things I've said about Stan. And he had a great press conference last night, as he always does. Because yes. he's got his, his money's done. He's going to write out this contract. He's going to probably be Hall of Famer. Uh, and he's Giancarlo Stan, and he believes in who he is. He handles New York. He got booed in this game. Hmm. He got booed in this game. And then, as New York City does so awesomely, he's getting the post-game press conference, and the stadium just was going insane for him. And he gets it. He appreciates it. Yeah, I was playing really bad. If a guy's playing really bad, you're going to boo them. And if you hit the walk-off Grand Slam, guess what? They don't boo you then. They go nuts for you. They treat you like a god. Harrison Bader said it pregame. It is a Derek Jeter line. Um, so a couple half citations. But uh, like they, they boo because they want to cheer. Yes. They cheer for them. Yes. And I was thinking, so I'm, I'm at this game with Joe. So I'm vlog coming out soon. Jakey Vlogs, obviously. What I was sitting there and what I want to bring to this besides just the Yankee angle of it is like, you know, all-time sporting events and moments. Um, and it's really tough, right? Because obviously NBA championships and Super Bowls have these moments that because of the magnitude of the game, I mean, they... They have that even more. Like, I was looking up this a Business Insider article that's uh, greatest moments in sports history of, of the decade. Uh, Malcolm Butler's interception in the Super Bowl. Sure, huge play. You know, changes the tide of a Super Bowl. Uh, like, they have Cubs breaking the curse on here. LeBron's chase down block in game seven, but that's like game seven. Like the magnitude of that is why it's such a special play. For a regular season game, and I, I talked about this with the home run, what the home run race really is, is that I don't think it can be manufactured in other sports. We talked about like when, when Brady set the touchdown record in a season, like that was cool, but it wasn't, this and like it and like we didn't even know that was happening it's like oh this game that might happen I, I guess I was trying to think of the equivalent of a a sport moment and maybe this is baseball separator that like you know I, the only things I can kind of think of are with baseball like 3,000th hit if that was gonna happen Jeter like, that's something you get tuned up for. Um, all the other ones, I this one was interesting to me. The number one sports moment that this had of the past decade was Auburn winning the Iron Bowl on the kick six. 
the missed Alabama yes. field goal that the guy returned to the house. That's interesting to me because it's a rivalry game, but you never know how it's going to go. Alabama is Alabama. Um, to be at that moment, you can't anticipate that at all. At all. And I guess that's the other tricky thing for me because I bought a ticket to this game because I was like, I think Judge has a chance to hit 60 or 61 or whatever. Uh, the eruption of the stadium was awesome. The feeling of baseball and not being able to, you know, that eighth inning was sad. I was sad for the eighth inning. And then the ninth inning was some of the most elation I've felt at a sporting event. It's people, people love asking Talking Yanks, and hopefully outside of Talking Yanks, more and more as, as this, all of this continues to grow, like favorite sporting event, favorite game you've been to. I mean, that's going to be a tough one to beat. Uh, I'm sure with postseason magnitude, if I'm at a postseason game where the Yankees win the World Series or something, that's got to be a pretty cool moment. I don't know that feeling. For a regular season sporting event, because, again, going through this list, I have a Villanova wins the national championship on the buzzer. It's a national championship game. It's a buzzer beater. That's pretty crazy. But that was a championship game. Um, another one that was interesting, I don't know if people remember this, uh, Megan Rapino scored in, like, the final minute of extra time, USA-Brazil. That was an intense one. Um, American Pharaoh wins the Triple Crown. End of the day, that's a horse. Yeah. You know, the one I did think about was some of the Usain Bolt stuff and how do you compare, like, the Olympics and the magnitude of that. In a way, the magnitude of the Olympics is bigger than anything because that's watched worldwide. Yeah, like, it does have the most eyes on it. So, like, to compare that to a Super Bowl, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's some boxing stuff in here. Mayweather, McGregor. I don't know what to compare regular season-wise. I guess in hockey, if someone breaks, like, the all-time points record or something like that, if someone caught, like, Gretzky and stuff. I don't know. There's, like, NBA, like, within a game stuff, but you don't know going in, like... They're going for this tonight. Kobe, 60 points in his final game. Yeah, his final game. His final game, that's pretty cool. Or his, he had, what, 81 against Toronto. Something like that would be electric, and that's happening live in the moment. Like, you can't anticipate that. Yeah. So there's probably more of a rush when you're just tallying up the scoreboard and Kobe's doing that. That's an interesting one. Like, like triple doubles used to be there. Now, like, everyone kind of does one. but Like, Jeter's walk... Jeter hits a walk-off single in his final at Batty Yankee Stadium. Like the interesting, the first, the first time Russ like averaged the triple double for a full year. Like it was like uh like the, those last games was like oh he needs if he gets nine rebounds tonight. Sure, there's kind of like a build up towards that as rebounds got cheered, and then he did it like three years in a row, and it was like oh we're over this. But I mean, I guess Clay's third quarter. Against he scored yeah. thirty seven against Sacramento, so he has the third quarter. I think that was against OKC where he went nuts in a playoff game, and that's probably more impactful. He scored thirty so suddenly thirty seven in a quarter. That's <laughs> that's cool and mind blowing in its own way. 
Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm trying to think of if you're chasing records. I remember when Emmett Smith broke the, broke the rushing record, and that was kind of cool. Obviously, wasn't in the building, just watched on TV. But now where NFL is with rushing the ball, that feels yeah. different. I, I guess maybe the comparison would be watching, like, a crazy tennis match in person, but I feel like tennis, I don't know. I would need the, you kind of need the right stars and the right people to do it, and it's on the biggest stage, which how often that lines up is really rare. Yeah. There's like career stuff, like years in a row with X number. I don't even know. Like Yeah. Like getting to rushing yards, like like number of 2,000 rushing yards in a row or something like that. UMBC takes down Virginia to become first 16 seed to advance. That's kind of cool. That's a cool yeah. one that you would have no ideas coming. So I don't know, and I, I guess the cooler part about this that almost makes me talk down my own thing is the next two home runs are going to be a lot cooler. Uh, so interested to see if that is tonight or tomorrow. Uh, or the next day or the next day. And by the way, that gets really kooky. I know this is Yankee-centric, but the games are being broadcast. Thursday's Fox. Um, or no, Thursday's Yes. I think Thursday's Yes. Friday, Apple, which is the, the hot topic. Saturday should be Fox. Sunday, Sunday Night Baseball. I gotta double check, because, yeah, I mean, I I saw Meredith and Michael Kay, and I I think it's definitely a... Th- it's. It's definitely a thought in their head um, that, yeah, man, I mean, you talk about history and, you know, that thing is going to live forever. Like, so that, that's what the There's going to be movies. Be. There's going to be documentaries. There's going to be all of it. And I, you know, Michael K. So, so Thursday's Fox. Thursday's Fox? Yeah. Wow. Smoltz. Who? Is I, it? I'm not the biggest fan of. Sometimes those are on multiple things. Friday is Apple TV, Saturday is Yes Network, Friday is ESPN. So, you know what's really cruel? That that Thursday game, Nesson, like, still mm, has rights. How about that? So Fox and Nesson will have calls of Thursday games, but not Yes. So, with all that being said, I know I'm spoiled by living in New York City. Saturday is on Yes. Um, Man. Make sure you're watching the game, wherever it is, because it's history, and I don't, I don't know what other history. It's comparing apples and oranges, which is tough, and if another sport means more to you, that, that's going to mean more, but taking out playoff games or championship games and moments, a home run record, yeah, that's a big one. And, like, Judge and, and Pools, we talked about that last at like, you see they're up, you can, you can find a way to go flip to that for yeah, that at bat, easily. check in. And they'll probably be doing that. Like for something like this, normally MLB yeah. Network or ESPN figures that out. So something to look into. Um, and something else to look into is better help. Uh, better help is, I mean, <laughs> it's not better health. They want me to clear that out. Better help. Because the mental side of the game, I kind of talked about it with the pitcher and the hitter before and everything that's going on there. The mental side of life is something that, as a society, we have figured out. Uh, so go check out Better Help. They will get you in touch with a therapist. And my favorite part about it is they will match you with a therapist. And 
you take a survey, they match you, they figure it out who might be right for you. If they're not the right one for you, if that's the vibe you're getting, and that, you know, depends who you are. Do you want to give them a, if that first meeting you're feeling uncomfortable, hey, easy, get out of there. Maybe you want to give them three or five. And if you like them, perfect, keep rolling. Get your head on straight. It's so important. We all know the feeling of being in a bad headspace. You can switch it anytime if you want. Um, and they will set it up with you. So, um, therapy is the best way to stay in peak mental shape. Athlete or not athlete over here. But when you're ready to feel at the top of your mental health game, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash Jake to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Jake. Hair. Should we do football? Let's do this weekend's football preview with a little bit of uh, what we saw last week and what what I'm liking in some early cues. I mean, week three of the NFL season, uh, I still think it's pretty early to jump to conclusions. I don't like doing a lot of fantasy moves in the first couple weeks of the season because... Let's be honest, especially with the extra week added now, that first season teams treat as a preseason game. So I'm, I, I don't like taking really anything from week one. I, I think you see a lot of fluky stuff. I think you see a lot of weird stuff. Week two, I mean, no excuses, right? Like, you're in it now that, that it is go time. So with that and helping map out your NFL weekend, Brown Steelers, no, um, that's the Thursday night game, so we, we will watch. Um, Cleveland is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. The Steelers right now don't really have offense or defense. Um, offense or defense. Uh, it's Trubisky. The offense has been flat. Uh, without T.J. Watt, I don't think they recorded a sack last week. The Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they lost to the Pats. Uh, they go into Cleveland, who Cleveland should be 2-0, right? Uh, you know, Brissett is doing his thing. Nick Chubb has been one, one of, if not the best running back in football early on with Jacoby Brissett as his quarterback. The Browns' defense is still really good, especially their D-line. Cleveland, minus 4.5. The over-under in this game is 38.5, people. Um, I mean, maybe bet for a special teams touchdown or something, because that's... That's probably what's going to change this game. Uh, expect the Brownies. Uh, I'll say Brownies even roll. I, if, if I had to take that four and a half, I would. Uh, although Mike Tomlin, he always finds a way. Uh, but I think the Browns, right now the Browns have half an offense. They can rush it. Amari Cooper got a touchdown last week. Big game. And, and their D-line can dominate, be really good. Where the Steelers, they're like, nada right now. Uh, so that's our Thursday night, some, some AFC Norris rivalry stuff, football, Chris Rose, hard hitting. Maybe we get some Mason Rudolph, Miles Garrett flashbacks. So let's see how our Sunday looks. People, Texans, Bears. No, no. The 0-1-1 Texans versus the 1-1 Bears. That's a minus two and a half spread. That's a 40 and a half over under. I'm, uh. There's not even a lot of fantasy implications there. I'm good. I'm good. No. I'll just say no. Uh, Raiders-Titans. Two 0-2 teams. That did not think they'd be 
0-2. Two playoff teams last year. Remember the Raiders snuck in, Titans. And as we dissect that division, we find the more and more stink is on it. It's in Nashville. One of these teams will be 0-3. I bet this is a fantastic game. I think you're going to have gash plays everywhere. Over under 45 and a half. I think I'd take the over on that. I wouldn't be surprised if King Henry goes nuts. I wouldn't be surprised if Devontae goes nuts. This has all the writings. Two desperate teams. You're opening up the playbook. You're letting it eat. Because whichever one of these teams goes 0-3, your season, except the Titans, because that division does suck. So if they figure it out, they could turn around. If you're the Raiders, I mean, and the Raiders are a two-point favorite, which I don't know about all that. Uh, that's that's going to be a good watch, I think. Chiefs-Colts. Mahomes and the Chiefs, who have been rolling, looking dominant, face the Colts, who have looked aghast. I don't, I don't know if that's the right word, but some creative word for bad and, like, lifeless. What's Lost. aghast mean? Aghast. Is it a word? Filled with horror or shock. Ah! It's not perfect. It's nowhere near perfect. Not imperfect, though. Close to imperfect. Uh, it's in Indianapolis. I could see this being closer than you'd like. You've got a team in the Chiefs that are rolling and tasting themselves. It's in Indy. This team has real expectations. Matt Ryan doesn't look good, but he was new to the team. Feed Jonathan Taylor. Like, there's your formula. I mean, Jonathan Taylor last week, let me make sure I'm getting this right. He had nine rushes. And by the way, he was getting six yards a rush. Yeah. 121-yard rush there. But feed that man. Two road games, whatever. Kansas City, six and a half favorites. I wouldn't touch that with anything. Colts, pound the rock. Use Jonathan Taylor. Set up a play action for Matt Ryan. Um, and I think they will. They have to. That stadium can get loud. Um, that being said, I wouldn't touch it with a knife, and I would not bet against the Chiefs. Touch it with a knife? Bills, Dolphins, how are your 2-0 AFC East teams? Everyone's going to be talking about this one. The sexy Dolphins, who I am not into, face the Buffalo Bills, who have been dominant. Um, you guys know I'm currently a Dolphins hater, which I don't like. Like, I like Tyreek Hill. I like the coach. Um, you reserve the right to change your mind. I think the coach is creative, and I think Miami has talented, skilled people. I'm not a Tua guy. Um, I don't think they should have won last week. I think there was some fluky stuff. There was some good stuff by Tua. It shouldn't all be shots fired. And I don't know, I don't know where Tua lands. Do I think Tua could be like a middle-of-the-pack quarterback? Yeah. Why not, right? Especially with a good coach and the talent that's now around him. Um, I am not a Tua believer. I'm interested to see that stadium environment, like hype around a Dolphins team. That doesn't happen a ton. Been a you little know, bit. Tua broke some like Dan Marino records last game, which, you know, he's he's still the religion down there. Um I'm I think the Bills are an absolute factory. They have now beaten the Rams 31 to 10 and the Titans 41 to 7. I would yam the Bills this weekend. Um, hey, Dolphins, prove me wrong and make me have to talk the other way. I just think the Bills are a force. And I think the Dolphins... Just hit a frog on my desk. I think the Dolphins being 2-0 and 
has the Bills light switch on. Motivation is a thing in sports that doesn't talk, get talked about a lot. If the Bills had rolled their first two games and they were playing a one-and-one Miami team, they got beat by Baltimore by the two touchdowns they were up, I think this would be more of a game because I think motivation matters. The Dolphins are going to come out with their hair on fire and maybe, dude, maybe their coach wins me over full-blown and they have some creative stuff and they outthink and outcoach the Bills. I remember Sean McDermott getting outcoached in that New England win game last year, and I was like, I hate this dude. Bills, big. Vikings, Dolphins. I don't know. (laughs) You tell me. The Vikings got rolled up on the Eagles. Their coaches didn't make any adjustments. The Eagles receivers, they were doing a great job on the broadcast. They were getting a free release, and they were open every time. They were so open. They were so open, and it was like, Vikings, how can you not try something different? So is that stubbornness? Is it not having something to go to? I don't know. Uh, The Lions, meanwhile, are kind of becoming America's darling. Uh, Hard Knocks, Dan Campbell, their games are electric. This should probably be a shootout. Another high over under 52 and a half higher than Bill's Dolphins. And think about what people have seen from those two offenses. I don't know what you do with it. I wish I believed in the Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins, if you watch that. But it seems like he always bounces back. And, and there is a game plan, and it's in Minnesota. And by the way, your game plan should be Dalvin Cook. And I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Jefferson, again, no hot takes here, people. He had a down week last week. A lot of the stories was he got... He got shut down by big play Slay. Motivation. Lions defense I still don't think is there. This should be another run and gun shootout. I I wish I had more belief in the Lions. Uh, I hope I do. But uh, I don't. That would be a massive step for them. Massive step for them. Ravens Patriots. I think you guys know where I stand, and it sounds cop-out-ish. I I think the Ravens thought they had a blowout victory. They had a couple mistakes. They turned off the gears, and and they end up losing a game that I don't think they should have lost. The Patriots are the definition of mid. They have a Hall of Fame coach and a roster of bleh. Baltimore is a three-point favorite in New England. It's New England's first home game. The place should be rocking a good... A nice weather day at, at Foxborough, Gillette. That doesn't happen a lot. Uh, Ravens minus three, easy for me. Uh, motivation, they should have had a win last week. Um, Lamar looks so good. Uh, the only thing is the Ravens' defense has a chance of actually being bad, which the Ravens, just their history, you almost don't think they can do that. Uh, but they could be bad. But still, even if they're bad, the Patriots' offense doesn't have guys to take advantage of that. They don't have the dudes to make the plays. Give me Ravens. Bengals, Jets in this 1 p.m. Wow, packed 1 p.m. Bengals, Jets might be watchable. Cincinnati's 0-2. For them to go 0-3 against the Jets, a team that should be 0-2, Cincinnati's a five-point favorite. Flacco. I don't know. I, I don't know. Circle that. I, I'll give you nothing. Uh, 
And if someone's got something for you, the Bengals, O-line, and Joe Burrow keeps getting killed. If the Jets can get the juice in the stadium rocking, like Jets and Giants fans are so thirsty to have any sort of hope for their football season that if they can get a couple big defensive plays early and, and hit, you know, the Jets have some talented wideouts now on the outside. I don't know. I, I wouldn't believe in betting since he minus five. Could they obviously do it? Yeah, they found something at the end of last game. Uh, but, man, the Bengals have been... It feels like a Super Bowl hangover. Burrow did miss all of uh, the preseason, so maybe he's tuning in, dialing up, and this will be the aha. The Bengals turn it on. But right now, um, they do not have the juice. Uh, I'd stay away from Bengals minus five. Commanders, Eagles, Eagles, how good did they look? We haven't talked since then. They dominated Jalen Hurts, who someone I wasn't high on ceiling-wise. I talked about how I felt like he racked up a lot of end-of-game stats that were just, I don't know, whatever. Like, it felt like the close games they made close were, eh, Their roster is uber-talented. Their lines are dominant. Their run game is good. And by the way, Jalen Hurts, something that cannot be measured and because we just don't know how, he gets better and better. Ever since his freshman year at Alabama, he continues to just improve. And not a lot of athletes do that. So I don't know if it's work ethic. I, I don't know if it's focus. I don't know if it's an intangible that can't be seen or known. But Jalen Hurts is outworking people and getting better. That 600 squat number, if you're a bad quarterback, becomes embarrassing because it's like, why? But when you pair it with someone who's constantly getting better, it's kind of like, okay, maybe this dude is special. And I don't know where special lands with him. He was throwing the ball well. He was running the ball well. And the Phillies, the Phillies, the Eagles... The Phillip, they were chanting, let's go Phillies at Bryce Harper. That was cool. Um, James Harden in the house. Good time to be in Philly, kind of. Can you say that a lot? Um, more importantly, I think the commanders stink. Philly on the road, minus six and a half favorite. That's a lot of points, and they could be having a hangover after looking as good as a, you'll see a team look. Wouldn't touch it, but the Eagles right now, all the preseason hype that I almost started to fade, I'm I'm buying into. I mean, they looked they looked very very real and Hurts, who could have been their team weakness, now looks like a strength, man. I uh, I didn't think he could win me over. A couple more of those and I'll be I will be all in. All in. That's how good he looked. Commanders got nothing for you. Panthers Saints, uh not really. Not really. In Carolina, 0-2 Panthers. See if Baker can do it. Jameis and the Saints, if they want to be kind of a fringe playoff team this year, this is kind of one you got to have. They're 1-1. One one. Um, yeah, I, no thanks. So in the 1 p.m. slate, Bills-Dolphins, a lot of people going to be circling that one. Raiders-Titans feels like your red zone game of the weekend. Uh, and then Lions-Vikings has a potential to be awesome. Um, fantasy implication. We'll see if Chiefs, Chiefs, Colts, Colts. If there's ever a time to show anything, you gotta go now, man. 
one and one yuck. The 4 p.m. slate, Jaguars-Chargers. Hmm. Let's find out. Let's find out how healthy Justin Herbert is. Uh, his ribs got banged up, banged up. Like, barely move banged up. Let's see if there's any lasting effects of that or if the Jaguars can get to him and make more lasting effects of that. <laughs> Chargers are a touchdown favorite at home. That kind of makes sense. The Jaguars, their offense has started to go a little bit. Robinson, the running back, has looked good. Kirk has looked solid. They beat the Colts 24-0. Again, what does that mean? Are the Colts sucky, sucky, sucky? Whoa, Jake. Oh, yikes. Getting plans. Or are, have the Jaguars half found something, offensively and defensively, to shut out any NFL team, especially a team with a guy regarded as the best running back? You know, I know they changed the whole course of that game with how they played, and we don't know how much the Colts sting, but a shutout. Shutout's a shutout. Um, I think we're going to find out a lot about the Jaguars this week. If they can go on the road and give this Chargers team that's loaded with talent a game, that would mean something to me. Because I, like I told you guys, I'm buying Trevor Lawrence stock. I think the Jaguars as a team, everyone's looking at differently. Chargers at home, as long as Herbert's healthy, you gotta win that game. The way Herbert looked, man, I would... No thanks. I want to find out what the Jaguars are made of in this weekend should tell us that. Rams, Cardinals. Cardinals take one out of the jaws of life. When Kyler's good, it's beautiful. He's a short king. I believe in that. I think, I do believe he breaks down later in the season. Rams. This is going to be, I think we're going to find out who they are. Uh, if they want to get back to being your kind of Super Bowl scary Rams, I think with where the Cardinals are at, this is a game that they should they should step on the throat a little bit. They're three and a half point favorites on the road. That kind of feels right. Uh, and Cardinals, uh, I don't know. You know, you had the amazing comeback last week. The Raiders helped you out with that. Uh, Kyler still without Hopkins. Feels like a different player. He made a couple video game plays last week that maybe he's about to get hot and cook. Uh, I think we're going to find out who the Rams are this week for this season. If, if they can have a nice win, I think we need to talk about them again being a scary team. Uh, Cardinals, they're just a team you're not going to be able to buy in on until they make it happen. They're like the Blue Jays of the NFL. Like, you love Kyler, you love some of the talent, they have fun, it's cool, but result-wise, I, I don't know, nothing yet. Falcon Seahawks, no! Mariota Gino? What? What year is it? No! Just no. As hard of a no as I can give you. The final... 425 game, which this is the one people are going to be talking about all week. Packers, Bucks, Brady Rogers. Bucks are a one and a half point favorite at home. Packers did their classic week one suck. Let's dominate the Bears. Uh, Buccaneers, this is a team that is supposed to be flawed, or we were told before this season that they're O line. There's going to be struggles there. Uh, Brady came in looking thin and, and having off-the-field trouble, which you don't think of with Tom Brady. 
Um, the Packers are the Packers are the Packers. They're Rodgers, LaFleur. They win games. It's all they've done. Doesn't really matter who Rodgers is throwing to. That's why they invest more into their defense because they think they can do whatever offensively. It's worked in the regular seasons. The Bucs are supposed to have an Achilles heel O-line. We haven't seen that yet. Um, this game... I mean, Tom and Rodgers, like the old men... I mean, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. These, these old bags staring at each other. Low-key hating each other. Think about who these guys are. Like, come on. Rodgers hates Tom Brady. Rodgers hates Tom Brady. Like, that's just a fact. Like, I know there's QBs and mutual respect, and I love what that guy does, and... No, man. That's the guy that everyone talks about not being you. Uh, it's going to be must-watch. Do not bet it. Over under 42. Feels a little low for Rodgers, Brady. Come on. We want a good game. It's going to be. Both offenses haven't haven't had their, their click game yet. I think... Want uh, it. I think they will. Ooh, it's supposed to be hot. 89. Ooh. Ball should be zipping. Sunday night football. My Broncos host the 49ers. The talent, Ross, talented roster of the 49ers. Talented roster of the Broncos. I think Niners all around have the leg up, except supposedly a quarterback. Uh, my guy, Russell Wilson. He hasn't fully clicked. They survived. Last week, some of the numbers are disgusting. Uh, they survived last week versus the Texans. Nathaniel Hackett, I will say it again. Uh, in theory, the coaching can only get better. Let's see how much my guy has learned. Going up against Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy G. The Niners are back to being Jimmy G's team, and we know what that means. They're going to pound the ball. They're going to be creative in how they get the ball to their talent. Uh, will George Kittle make his debut this week? Because that changes who the Niners are. My guy Debo, this game is in mile high. If the Broncos lose this game, like I'm, I don't want to say I'm out on them because that's obnoxious. It's week three. But how about this? I need to see Hackett in the Broncos look like a good football team? Like if Debo beats you and the Niners play a good game, Jimmy G doesn't turn it over and they're converting on third downs and they're making plays and Shanahan draws something up and and Russ gives them a chance, you know, they're they're competing but they do lose. That's, you know, I'm already talking myself into that. The Niners are minus one and a half point favorites in mile high. Hopefully this could be a signature win for them to get going because like you guys know on here, their end of the season is brutal that they've got to, they got to get it going. Get those wins in the bank. If not now, you're heading to Las Vegas next week. You're hosting the Colts, which feels lesser than it should, at Chargers, and then you have a Jets, Jaguars, Titans, but two of those are on the road. So I don't know, like, at a certain point, you just need to start accumulating wins before you play the Chiefs, 
Cardinals, Rams, Chargers, your last five games. The Ravens are the sixth game. You have to start winning. So that's why I'm being a little dramatic about this. Um, but if I'm being also dramatic about this, I think I'm probably going to bet the Niners to win. It's a little bit of a sadness bet. If the Broncos win, I'll be okay about losing the bet. If they lose, I'm going to say, well, yeah, there's a better coach on the other team and a better team on the other team. So I'm, I'm scared for this Sunday night one. You obviously know I'll be watching. Monday night, Cowboys G-Men. We'll be able to talk about that mm. a little bit on Monday. Um, man, Giants with a chance to go 3-0. and How exciting is that? Um, so that's your football weekend. That 4 p.m. slate, you got to see Rodgers Brady. It's one of those we don't know how many more times we're going to get it. I will be watching Sunday night. Um, kind of. Yeah, Judge home run race. Eek! Just putting that together. So, we will see. Uh, as for now, on Wake and Jake, I'll give a quick comment of the day. Bakers, we're up to 7K. 7K subscribers. You guys are awesome. Thank you for adjusting to us as we adjust to this new format. Um, my guy Tom Ace out there puffing his chest as a Jets fan. Uh after basically losing that game. Good for you, man. Enjoy it. Uh, how about CJ Cable? Went to high school with James Robinson. We just mentioned him, the running back on the Jaguars. Generational high school football player, I'd have to have to imagine. Fourth in career rushing touchdowns past Derrick Henry. Uh, so happy for what he's done as an undrafted free agent. Urban did not like using him at all last year, but hoping he gets more playing time this year. He already is. Jeff Mer Merlino, he's on the Tua train. He's going to be the breakout star. He's got a chance, man. Um, Waddle and Hill are nasty. Um, I love their coach. Uh, sneaky love him. I guess in my head, I don't think it's real. But, I mean, if I'm giving Shanahan credit, he was Shanahan's right-hand man. And everyone loves this cat. Everyone loves him. So, I, I guess I might have to come down from that. Uh, and Rogan Hale said it almost feels like some of these NFL defenses are cooked after three quarters. Yeah, it's either that or it, when you take the breaks off defensively, guys just light it up. Um, looks a little too easy. So, uh, thank you guys for baking the algorithm. If you don't know what that means, it's commenting, reviewing, liking, sharing. I think no bros today, BBD. I kind of got a roll. But this whole episode was also brought to you by Better Help. BetterHelp, if you don't know, um, they will get you in touch with a therapist to get your mental health right. More athletes are speaking out about the importance of mental health. More everyone are speaking about the aspects of mental health because your well-being and your mental well-being especially, it affects everything. It affects your mood. It affects your health, your body, like physically. Your mental will change that. And a therapy is the best way to stay in peak mental shape. So... It's convenient, accessible, affordable, entirely online with BetterHelp, and they will get you matched with a therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time. When you're ready to feel at the top of your mental health game, therapy will get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Jake today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Jake. Beebs, I think we got to send them. I have to run. Um, thank you, everyone. You guys are the best. We will be back on Monday. Uh, 
podcast app. You won't be feeling any changes soon. YouTube, thank you for adjusting to the changes. Um, and we uh, we might even be tinkering more. So I don't know. Watch everything on John Boy Media. A lot of gaming. A lot of gaming. He's got you gaming. covered A lot of games. Doms out. Love the weekly Dom. New talking baseball this morning. T.Y. tonight. All of it. Chase sucks. I'm running to the girls' room. <laughs>